I'm Pastor Brian Paulson, and this is The Message. We're glad you're listening here in Libertyville, in Lake County, or around the world. Center your heart now with the prayer for illumination. Listen deeply to the scripture and allow the message to speak God's word for your life. Gracious God, we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from your mouth. Make us hungry for this heavenly food that it may nourish us, us today in ways of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, the bread of heaven, amen. Our first scripture this morning is Psalm 139. We're known by God from the start of our lives until the very end. God is our constant companion in the peaks and the valleys, in the sunshine and the clouds. Listen for the way that God is with you from the beginning until the end. To the leader of David, a psalm. O Lord, you have searched and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You direct my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hands upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the furthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me become night, even as the darkness is not night to you, the night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light for you. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden for you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them existed. How weighty you to me are the thoughts, O oh God. How vast the sum of them. I try to count them, and they are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. This is the end of the first reading of scripture today. May God put this reading to our use. Our second scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 143 to 51. In our gospel reading this morning, Jesus invites each one of us to follow and see the new life God has in store for us. Listen for the way one disciple invites others to share in our life of spiritual discovery. The next day, Jesus went to go into Galilee, and he found Philip. Jesus said to him, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the Law and the Prophets, Jesus, Joseph's son from Nazareth. Nathanael responded, 
Can anything from Nazareth be good? Philip said, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said about him, here is a genuine Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, how do you know me? Jesus answered, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are God's son. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. I assure you that you will see heaven open and God's angels going up to heaven and down to earth on the human one. The word of the Lord. Amen. Well, we're going to see greater things, says uh, scripture, right, Kim? I saw the most unusual thing the other day. I just want to congratulate you all for making it through the snow and arriving here. For all of you who are at home, all right, I'll give you a pass today. I'll see you next week. But we're glad that you're with us too. Jill and I were driving um, in our neighborhood. And as we went on our way, we, uh, we came across uh, uh, coming the other direction. There was a boy on one of these electric scooters. Now, the wind was blowing, the snow was coming down, and I have no doubt that that boy was pressing the electric, you know, start button on his electric scooter as hard as he could to keep going. They were swerving as they were coming through all the snow and ice. And then we realized why he was swerving even more. His brother was hanging on for dear life on back of this electric scooter, holding on to a snow shovel as they came through. You know, the technology may change, but uh, boys have a tendency to, to be boys as they are growing up. And I want to tell you, I need to confess that I have done my share of stupid things in my life, you know? Now, and I'm not just talking about the things that the staff can tell you about that I'm doing these days. Kim has a list already compiled for me. Uh, but I'm thinking about when I was a kid. Now, I know we've got some folks that somehow are trying to figure out why they have arrived from Las Vegas and places like that in, in, in the middle of the winter here in Illinois. I grew up in Southern California, and I'm managing it. But when I was in Southern California, we had no snow, you know. Uh, instead, uh, so there was no sledding at my house, but we did have a hill. And uh, my buddy and I, we kept thinking of greater adventures. And one adventure we had was to use our dad's, you know, pull cart for your golf bag. You know what I'm talking about? And we somehow figured out how to put them together and strap them up, and we created our own go-kart. Now, we stood at the top of the street, and as you looked down, you could tell it curved a little, so you never quite knew if a car was coming. Our plan was we'd just bail out if that happened for us. So I got going down on my go-kart, and gravity was working great. I had a lot of speed already going. The problem was that we really didn't figure out the steering part very well, and we didn't have any brakes to speak of, so it wasn't long before I ended up in the gutter near the curb, all right? Now, all of that is a long wind-up to the fact that I want to share with you on this weekend that when Dr. Martin Luther King was just a boy, he thought that he could fly, okay? 
And if you ever visit his childhood home in Atlanta, they'll take you to the roof near the portico over his front door, where, equipped with a cape like one he saw on Superman, Martin went flying off the roof only to crash on the ground. If I take the wings of the morning, says our scripture, if I take the wings of the morning and do the most stupid thing, if I take the wings of the morning and risk the threat of chaos, if I take the wings of the morning, says our scripture, and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there, even there, your hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me fast. Now, I was no speedway genius, obviously, and Martin was no superman. But Martin was willing to risk faith. And as he grew and became a man, he was willing to risk faith in pursuit of something better. Now, it even it put him in jail from time to time. In, in his classic correspondence, Letter from a Birmingham Jail, Dr. King wrote to Christians who referred to him as an outsider. He was jailed in pursuit of justice. And while in jail, he penned his critique of faith that, faith that turned a blind eye toward injustice. And then near the end of his letter, he admitted, what else can one do when he's alone in a narrow jail cell other than write long letters, think long thoughts, and pray long prayers? Long letters, long thoughts, long prayers. Alone. Where can I go from your spirit? Asked scripture today. Or where can I flee from your presence? Now the psalm suggests three places we might go. We can go to the heights. Heights of success, of happiness, of wealth, of fame. And there we can pretend that we're on top of the world. Who needs God then? Or we can go to the depths, even to the gates of hell. Sheol, as it's called in our reading today. We can run from the good. We can say, you know, I'm bad. I'm just so bad. I, we can pretend that we're unworthy of caring or loving. Or we can go to the farthest limits of the sea. In Hebrew, that scripture is a reference to being completely lost. To arrive in utter chaos or confusion. Beyond even those three places, we can even feel like we're, we're just in a time or place of utter darkness. With no sign of hope. All alone. Those places of long thoughts and long prayers alone. Even there, God is with us. 
even when we don't feel it, when we don't see it, on days we don't even believe it, we're not alone. In one of his powerful sermons entitled The Antidote to Fear, Dr. King instructs, religion endows us with the conviction that we are not alone in this vast, uncertain universe. You know, someone filled little Martin with an assurance that he could even fly if his heart was set upon it. And his religion, his Sunday school, his worship, it endowed him with the conviction that he would never be alone even in a jail. Now I'm going to talk about the church for a moment and what a church, what religion can do. These days, our church, like all churches, we've taken a hit, and not just by the cold weathers of today, we've taken a hit from the pandemic and the changing nature of our world. These days, religion is of necessity being born in a new way. And I'm learning it all starts with conversations. I was talking with one member who asked me, Brian, do you consider First Press a good investment? In our gospel reading today, Nathaniel asked, hey, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip answered, well, come and see. Reflecting on that question put to me about investment, I was in my study and I looked up on my wall, and there I have a proverb hanging that's guided me through my religion and through my ministry. It says, the diligent farmer plants seeds of which he himself will not see the fruit. And I know it's kind of snowy out there, but even today, we're casting seed. And even in the midst of all of the snow, I'm seeing shoots of new growth, of hope. I see children learning that they will never be alone. And I see adults committed to the well-being of neighbors they never knew before. I even see today a young woman stepping up for a lifetime of ministry. Do you see this? Friends, I know that God sees you. God sees you. I love the scene that uh, Kim was reading where Jesus sees Nathaniel. Philip had already told Nathanael that Jesus was the one that Moses was talking about in Scripture. But Nathanael was not impressed. He somehow was fixated on all his doubts about how things were bad in Nazareth. But Jesus sees him, clearly sees his heart, and Nathanael asks, how do you know me? Jesus answers, before Philip called you, I saw you. It's as if he was saying to him, I saw you alone with your long thoughts, alone with your long prayers. I saw you under your fig tree. And Jesus sees you, worshiping friend. God sees you. Dr. King put it this way. He wrote, Beneath and above the shifting sands of time, the uncertainties that darken our days and the vicissitudes that cloud our nights, 
There is a wise and loving God. The universe is not a tragic expression of meaningless chaos, but a marvelous display of orderly cosmos, of divine purpose. And our church is an investment in that marvelous display of meaning and purpose. This afternoon, we're going to ordain Ms. Kimberly Faith Eleno Mendoza into the ministry of word and sacrament for the church that Jesus called into being. And through these many months, she and I have shared a lot of conversations about the future of the Christian church and the call of religion for this day and the days ahead. She is risking faith in the future and thereby honestly she encourages me to do the same I hope it does for you as well it's not only Kim Mendoza or Martin Luther King who is called every one of us here is being called by Jesus even more we are being challenged by the example of Philip who invited others into a greater joy. Come and see. You are not alone. When faced with the mystery of existence, with long thoughts and long prayers, the psalmist proclaims, I come to the end and I'm still with you. You're at my side. There is so much to be done in this world, a world of so much injustice with so much violence and despair and doubt. But when we are assured that God is with us and we risk with faith, when we help others to come and see something better, then we dare to discover that joy can break out. There is, as Dr. King taught, one eternal God. He wrote, with one wisdom to guide us, strength to protect us, and love to keep us, God's boundless love supports and contains us as a mighty ocean contains and supports the tiny drops of every wave. With a surging fullness, God is forever moving toward us, seeking to fill those little creeks and bays of our lives with unlimited resources Come and see. Dr. King said, this is religion's great everlasting diapason. Do you know what that is? A diapason? I mean, Dr. King said it, so I'm going to take a minute to explain it to you. He's a preacher's kid. So that man heard a lot of hymns growing up with some good big pipe organs. And the diapason is that low sound that supports all the music. You hear that go, you go, mm, I'm getting some power coming on me now. And he's saying here that this resource of God's surging love that comes into our lives is the great diapason of religion. It is the eternal answer, he writes, to the enigma of existence. Any person, said King, who finds this cosmic sustenance can walk the highways of life without the fatigue of pessimism 
and the weight of morbid fears. Now, when we ordain something, churches, someone, churches like to give ministers robes, but I'm inviting you this morning, all of you here, to put on that cape of faith. It is joy. It is hope. It is super. Because it is assurance that God is at your side every day, everywhere. Let joy break out. I deliver this to you in the name of the triune God who creates, redeems, and supports and strengthens us all with joy and love. Amen. Thank you for listening on our podcast or through our YouTube playlist of sermons. Be sure to forward this message to someone who you believe is seeking God's word today.